Welcome to Bravery Trek Run Ashore, a podcast for Bravery Trust in partnership with Content Group. I'm your host, David Pembroke. Thanks for joining me. Bravery Trek is launched annually during Veterans Health Week to raise funds for veterans injured during service and to raise awareness regarding the support offered by Bravery Trust. The Trek celebrates the service of Australian veterans, specifically those who serve and have served during modern warfare. Funds raised support veterans injured during their service and those who have sustained illness, as well as their family members. The Trek provides funding for food vouchers, housing, motor vehicle and medical expenses when veterans fall on hard times. 70% of veterans who receive support from Bravery Trust are aged 50 years or younger. This year, we're trekking around the home of the Royal Australian Navy, the Sydney Harbour. The overall distance for the virtual trek is 57 kilometres, which is the distance from North Head to South Head and coincides with the sum of 57 ships, boats, submarines and bases in the Royal Australian Navy. A first this year for the Bravery Trek is this podcast, where we'll be walking you through 12 historically significant sites of the Australian Royal Navy on Sydney Harbour. Today, we're joined by Bravery Trust CEO Belinda Wilson and Matt Keogh MP, the Minister for Veterans Affairs and Defence Personnel. So, Minister Keogh and Belinda Wilson, thanks very much for joining me. But, Belinda, if I might start with you as we kick off episode one of Bravery Trek Run Ashore, can you give us the background, first of all, about the Bravery Trust and what its purpose is? Well, fantastic to be here and what an exciting day launching Bravery Trek. I know that there's so many runners that have been signing up um, and looking forward to this day. So thank you, everyone. Bravery Trust, we are there to support serving and ex-serving ADF members throughout the whole of Australia with that financial piece. So for those that um, may find themselves in hardship, Bravery Trust is there to provide that urgent, critical support, but then also that longer-term piece about building a financially sustainable future. None of us want to talk about our finances, but it is important to have that conversation, and that's exactly what Bravery Trust is there to do. Okay, and the Bravery Trek, how does that fit into the Bravery Trust? So Bravery Trek, and this is our third year, would you believe it, third year of celebrating what it means to serve. So Bravery Trek, for us, it's a dual purpose. Yes, there's a fundraising element, and I hope all the listeners are are out there not only going to clock their kilometres, but raising much-needed funds for Bravery Trust. But the second and equally important part of Bravery Trek is that conversation that you're going to have along the way over the next 30 days. It's a conversation about what mental health is, um, what it means to serve, what it means for families to be part of that community too. 
And, and what happens when you actually um, take off the uniform, hang it up at the end of the day? What does transition look like? So these are all really important things that I hope that everyone that's listening is going to be reaching out, talking about and asking so many questions. Now, I want to get to the detail of just exactly what the trek's about. But Minister, um, thank you very much for joining us. It's great on, to be with you. Yeah, on episode one. Now, you have been very active in the first few months uh, since your appointment, getting out and about um, with the veterans' communities. And I'm, I'm sure that the bravery trek is something that really you look at and it, and it really aligns with with everything that you've been trying to to, to say and do with the, with the veteran community since you got started. Well, look, absolutely, because it's obviously a key fundraising event for one of our key ex-service organisations that provide that support to veterans and families and indeed serving personnel. And it goes to a very particular area of concern that we see come up, which is not just about providing financial support to veterans and families, but also that financial literacy component. It's really important. And especially when we think about our modern soldier, sailor, aviator, who may have come straight out of school into service, uh, they may serve for many years to come. Some of them end up leaving after only a few years. And it's important that if they do find themselves in a time of crisis or if they haven't developed those skills that enable them to operate in the civilian environment, which is quite different to a service environment, that they are able to get that. And financial counselling and improving that financial literacy, helping them if they do find themselves in a hole there, uh, is actually a really important service and, and sort of fills a good gap from where we look at it. And certainly... Mm. As you mentioned, I've been very busy in the first 100 or so days into yeah. the portfolio, and this is an issue that has been coming up quite a bit, and it's great to see the work that Bravery Trust do in helping our serving personnel, veterans and families in this space. So we've got a lot of listeners today who are in the, the, the veteran community. What, what message do you have for them after that 100 days? Because, yeah, I've sort of been following you and you've been all over the shop. Absolutely. And I guess my key message out to serving personnel, veterans and families is that we hear you. We know there's been a lot of issues that they've had to confront, whether it's in-service friction points that things don't quite work for them in terms of the way service operates at a day-to-day -day level, whether it's around the supports available for veterans, whether it's about the support available for families of serving members or veterans. There's clearly been a gap. And we've seen that highlighted through things like the interim report of the Royal Commission into Defence and Veteran Suicide, the Productivity Commission report from 2019 that looked at how veterans and serving personnel are supported. There's a lot of work to do and I'm trying to get out as much as possible to engage with our serving personnel, veterans and families communities across Australia to understand better how they are experiencing those issues so that we can move forward with improvements. And we did take a number of uh, commitments to the last election around that, things like 500 additional staff for DVA to get through the backlog of claims, for example, that's being experienced there. Have you been surprised by what you've found in your first 100 days? Or how would you characterise what, what, what you've found in that first 100 days? Uh, look, one of the things that I have always experienced whenever I've engaged with our serving personnel uh, and veterans has been that you know, these are highly capable people. We produce some really good uh, people serving and, and the people that have served, you know, they've got great capability, whether it's in hard skills around the things they've been specifically trained in or the soft skills that they bring. And it's really important to acknowledge that. We get some very good outcomes across the board uh, for our serving personnel and veterans. But also by being out and engaging with the community in uh, these first few months, 
being able to pick up on that real lived experience of where things have not worked, yep. where people have uh, either slipped through a crack, the department has not behaved in the way that it should, where defence has not done what it should have done. And collecting that lived experience uh, as a new minister is really important in terms of personalising uh, and understanding the real human impacts where we don't get it right and we need to get it right. Mm. How important is it that the Australian community takes responsibility for veterans and their families, I particularly think it, those who've been injured absolutely. in service? It's very important that uh, anyone who is... Uh, in service or has been in service is looked after by our Australian community and by government. Uh, we owe them a special obligation because we ask of them to take on a type of risk that we don't ask of anyone else. And we engage them in a way that is not the same as any other form of employment. And we move them around the country and we separate them from families and we may send them overseas and put them in harm's way. Or we ask of them to leave their own families experiencing flood to go and help other families experiencing flood or bushfire or whatever it is. So it is, we do have a special obligation to those people to make sure that if they are injured, whether that is physical or mental, if they do need special support for them or their families who effectively serve with them, that they get it. So, Belinda, the trek, um, what's planned for this year? Because it's a, it's a virtual event, isn't it? It is. We have so many things planned for the, the full month. Uh, we're kicking off 10th of October. Uh, we have an amazing um, veteran, Navy veteran, Royal Australian Navy veteran, Murray, um, Murray Bruce, who is actually running 57 kilometres on the one day. So that is an ultra marathon. That is beyond what what uh, I, I could achieve in... <laughs> Well, he's hoping I can get 57 <laughs> kilometres in the month, uh, but I can certainly not do that on the day. So Murray's going to be joined with a team of runners. Uh, he's going to start um, at one naval base in the northern shore of uh, Sydney. Yeah, on North Head. North Head, correct, and running 57 kilometres all the way down to South Head. So that uh, I'm really looking forward to, to that. That's going to be an amazing amazing event. We're then going to be, um, as part of this podcast series, we're going to be learning about the different naval bases along the trek route. Um, for those that are sitting at home going, hey, I'm not Sydney based, don't worry, don't stress, I'm Melbourne. Um, this is an entirely virtual event. So if you wanted to do the head to head in Sydney, by all means, lash out. Uh, but for most of us, what we're going to be doing over 30 days is running, walking, swimming, crawling, however, uh, what we, whatever we need to do to get that 57 kilometres logged in, we are going to be doing that um, in bite sized chunks. And we might be doing it in our own backyard. Minister, you might be running around Parliament House or. <laughs> Running in Parliament or chasing a six-year-old. Either way, I'll be clocking up Ks. I don't think it's fair if we put in your frequent flyer mileage points, but um, but this is an opportunity for all of us to get yeah. out, get active, talk about veterans, talk about those really important discussions um, that you've highlighted, Minister, and, and really um, come together as a community to celebrate service. Mm. So Murray will will leave North Head, and my understanding is is that the uh, the commander of the, the Royal Australian Navy or the head of the Royal Australian Navy has organised signallers to, from South Head to signal to North Head the time to start running. And then Murray is going to visit the bases 
then cross the Harbour Bridge, more bases, and finish at Watson. Watson Co- Bay. Is correct. That right? And he has to do all of that by four o'clock because we are having a celebration at four <laughs> o'clock. Whether Murray is there or not, uh, we will be officially launching uh, with some um, champagne and um, a, a huge celebration of uh, our first day of the trek. Yeah. And as you mentioned, Belinda, this uh, uh, podcast series is going to feature naval historians. And we're going to learn about uh, bases such as HMAS Penguin, um, the former submarine base at Platypus, HMAS Waterhen, HMAS Cuttable, and then HMAS Watson at South Head as well. So those stories are really going to bring to life, aren't they, the, the importance of the Royal Australian Navy in that wonderful, magnificent sort of Sydney harbour, but also the the importance to the population that really the, the Navy is part of, of the community. Minister, it's, it's a great idea, isn't it? It really is. And it really highlights, I guess, how closely uh, our defence forces are integrated into our cities and our communities in a way that often we don't get. Like Garden Island in Sydney, most people know it's there. Um, unless you're out in the eastern suburbs, you wouldn't know about Watson and Waterhaven. Uh, most people completely ignore. I went and visited it just recently, actually, to meet with the personnel out there. Um, But across the country, we've got all of these different barracks, navy bases, air bases, and they are so important to the communities that they're located in. And the community they're located in is so important to those bases as well. And so it's a great opportunity, I think, to learn what's there, what they do, why they're there, how did they end up there, you know, the history of what's operated out of those places. I think people get really interested in that and it gives them that broader context for what our defence forces and, in this case, Navy do. Yeah. And as the the Minister for Defence Personnel who has responsibility for a number of these areas, um, what message would you be sending at the beginning of, of, the, uh, of, of the program, of the bravery trek? What, what message do you have for the community? Well, I th- one of the key things I'd really like to highlight out of the opportunity here is not just about raising money, which is really important for you know the Bravery Trust and for the great work that they do, and there's the history learning element, but there's also the importance uh, that this can play in improving mental health because it's about starting a conversation, it's about engaging with people about some of these issues that they might not be talking about, yeah. and it's about learning about the experience of others, and hopefully people are you know doing that trek uh, you know, actively physical fitness and uh, activity improves our mental health and well-being as well. And that is a key issue that we confront across um, our forces and our veteran community is making sure and, we do have good mental health. And have you have you found that in the, your first 100 days in engaging with the community that that's a topic, it's something that they want to talk to you about? Certainly. Okay. And I think part of that is because we've got the Royal Commission going on right now, but for both serving personnel our veterans, but even for the general population, uh, when they engage with me and go, oh, you're the Minister for Veterans Affairs or you're the Minister for Defence Personnel, that mm. seems to be one of the things they know. Now, that's important because it's a really important issue that we deal with, but it's also important, as I mentioned before, that we are telling the community about the great things that happen for our serving personnel as well and how great the opportunity of being involved in our defence force is in terms of sometimes it's the opportunity to travel the world, but it's about teamwork and leadership and building resilience and being able to work under pressure, um, building all of those great skills and experiences, working with a close team that support each other and have each other's back, which... Uh, you know, sometimes people feel that might not get that in their other workplaces and it is an organisation of purpose and people want to have purpose and see positive outcomes uh, from the work that they do 
you know, the work of Bravery Trust provides that for the people who work in it and the people who contribute to it. And our Defence Force does that in spades. And making sure that message get it, gets out is very important to what I do as well. Excellent. And Belinda, uh, a message that you have for the community at the beginning uh, of uh, the 2022 Bravery Trek. Well, obviously lace up, uh, but... <laughs> or swim. <laughs> but, or swim. Get your togs on. Yep, yep. What, well, we're coming into warmer warmer weather. Uh, but I'd really love to touch on uh, something the Minister just, just raised before about that mental health element. And um, what we're seeing is people are taking... Veterans are taking really good, positive steps about their mental health. And we do know that mental health is intrinsically linked with their financial circumstances. So the work that we do is, is trying to give that financial breathing space so people can work on their wellness journey, their employment journey, their sense of purpose. Let me, um, let me tell you about Ellen, who reached out to us um, oh, only recently. And, and Ellen, um, he had served... Um, for quite some time uh, in the army and he was in the process of transitioning out um, and he was seeking help for his, um, his PTSD. So things that he'd seen uh, whilst he was deployed in Iraq, um, it was fantastic that he was taking positive steps to look after his long-term wellness. Unfortunately, at the same time, he was going through a, a marriage bust-up and we know that... Um, mental health and finances, but you add in separation, family separation on top of that, that's a financial um, uh, element that's that's really out of your control. So when he reached out to us, um, he was looking to, to get assistance, to set him, himself up with his next home. Um, so what Bravery Trust did with him was we worked with him to, to help with the bond, the rent, but then we did that um, larger piece on that financial counselling. And, and he'd never had someone sit down and say, hey, this is a budget. Uh, this is how you can make your money work for you. This is how much is coming in. That means you can't spend over this amount. And, and that was really groundbreaking um, for him. And so what we've done is not only that immediate piece, that long-term piece, but we've also given Alan his family. So without setting up his his home, his two young children would not have been able to come over and, and have a sleepover with dad, uh, that shared custody arrangement. So it, it gives me goosebumps when I'm talking about the impact of the work that we do. We do. And, and our amazing team do this on a daily basis. Mm. Minister, it goes to the, some of the points that you raised earlier, doesn't it? Uh, it fundamentally does. And, and making sure that people know about services like you know, open arms, what they can get through um, the Department of Veterans Affairs, but making sure that they're able to get that sort of level base for themselves and, and housing is so vitally important to that and, of course, intricately connected to that is your financial security. And if you don't have those foundations trying to get on top of some of uh, mental health issues or it can, as was being said, you know, it leads to mental health issues because you've got the stress of, hang on, am I going to have a house? Hang on, am I going to lose my kids? Mm. Um, that's a great example. And, you know, as I said before, getting around and building that lived experience mm. uh, for me in, in engaging with people has been very important and building up uh, those examples and understanding where we need to make sure that our services, whether they are government through Veterans Affairs, Open Arms, Defence for people that are transitioning or through our not-for-profit sector are hitting that mark to deliver what people need. All right then. Well, Minister for Veterans Affairs and Defence Personnel, Matt Keogh and Bravery Trust CEO, 
Belinda Wilson, thank you very much for coming on to the very first episode of Bravery Trek Run Ashore. Uh, We look forward to working with you or featuring over the next few weeks all of the stories of these wonderful bases across Sydney and really the messages today I think from both the Minister and Belinda really quite inspiring about how we as an Australian community can get in and support the veterans and and the needs that they have. So I really look forward to sharing those stories about those important bases and really raising the profile of the Bravery Trust and the Bravery Trek. So anyway, we'll be back with a few more episodes, but until then, it's bye for now. You've been listening to Bravery Trek Run Ashore. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all the latest episodes.